Last year was a pretty tough time for those running their own business. It wasn't just the taps of the government pandemic funding being turned off that hurt, but supply chain issues and rising costs in just about every area of businesses that made life very, very tough for business owners, employees and consumers. Not surprisingly, the number of insolvent businesses we've heard has risen dramatically. Many industries found it tough, and one of those was in the transport sector. And you and I might feel the pinch at the petrol tank, but you can only imagine what it would be like to run a freight business. And as we heard last year, the cut in the fuel excise wasn't as helpful as it affected the ability for these businesses to claim on their expenses. Now, those businesses are already operating on razor-thin margins. So when I heard from the Grattan Institute today that it was calling on the Albanese government to slash the fuel tax credit, my ears pricked up. The Grattan report on budget repair argued that the fuel tax credits should be removed for on-road users, and roughly half for off-road users, amounting to a saving in the budget of around $4 billion a year. Michael Kane is the National Secretary of the Transport Workers' Union, and naturally they're pushing back on this policy call. Michael, thanks for joining me this evening and welcome to Money News. Yeah, thanks for having me. Michael, you've read the Grattan Institute report today on the fuel tax credits. Just explain to our audience why you're advocating for this to be left untouched and why you think it's vital to keep the transport businesses in work. Well, I think the first thing is if we just take a step back, COVID really revealed just how precious and how tenuous um, our road supply chain is. I mean, it was not so long ago um, that the country was at a standstill and would have been completely crippled uh, if not for the incredible work um, of the road transport industry. And, of course, the people that make up those industry are, uh, at that industry are the, the businesses, uh, the transport operators, uh, the owner-drivers, uh, the employee drivers uh, that work so hard on our roads and who put themselves in danger. Remember, uh, Scott, before there was any thought um, of a vaccine uh, for the virus, uh, they were still running the gauntlet, having to deal with different regimes across state borders. Yes. Um, it really was a, a magnificent community service that they performed. And, you know, this, um, this fuel tax credit scheme um, has been a lifeline because this is an industry that's always under commercial pressure, under commercial pressure from the owners of the freight, very powerful manufacturers, oil companies, retailers. They're the ones calling the shots. They're squeezing every dollar of margin um, out of the transport operator and transport owner drivers that cut the freight across this great nation. Um, and you know, this is a lifeline for them, this, um, this tax uh, credit scheme. And to pull it away um, is going to have and would have devastating consequences, not least of which um, would be for safety on our roads. Do you think, uh, Michael, that the change in the system is going to see costs pass on to those on the lower rungs of the ladder in transport? Well, look, of course, we don't want to change to the system. We think it's critical that um, while we work to make improvements in the system, and I'll, I can come to that later if you like, um, that we maintain the status quo because you're quite right. Um, if we were to remove uh, this relief, uh, then what you'd see are crippling effects. You'd have um, uh, small operators uh, going out of business. There are already um, thousands of them who are just on the precipice um, of being able to maintain a, a viable business. Many of them operating below cost recovery for much of the time and just keeping their heads 
above water. So, you know, these are razor thin, as you said in your introduction, these margins. Um, and uh, this relief might not sound like a lot when you talk about it 18.8 cents a litre, but it is uh, really critically important because it's been built into the cost structures that the owners of freight are ripping away from our transport operators and it's critical it's maintained. Michael, what have you heard from the government on this issue? Because Jim Chalmers is now in budget repair mode, even though the budget's going to be in May. But what do you think he will do in terms of the transport industry in general coming into the budget? Well, of course, um, we we um, we will make representations uh, to the government, uh, very clear representations about this, as we did um, uh, to the Morrison government uh, when it failed to to pass on effectively the relief that it was passing on to other motorists um, during the um, the fuel spike. Um, it's important that this industry is supported, and you know, support doesn't just mean that you make improvements, which we need to make improvements that are in the works, like Tony. Burke's announcement that he will empower the Fair Work Commission to set standards in road transport, and that includes making sure that these owners of freight are held to account so we can get more sustainability. But it also includes the government understanding that the current settings are actually important because they're at least keeping um, truckies and trucking companies in the game. Uh, and so we would hope and expect um, that the government will keep these settings, settings in place uh, while it works to improve the system because we've got to deal with um, not just the current pressures, current fuel price pressures, current inflation pressures um, that are on uh, this industry, but we've got to deal with the, the looming pressure, of course, of transition of energy. Um, and we have to have a sustainable industry to be able to build that transition in an effective way. You mentioned that more could be done just before. Does the system need reform at all? And secondly, what support do transport businesses need from the government or elsewhere? Oh, yes, I think more has to be done. As I said, this is just about keeping some players in the game. You know, some are going down. Uh, we've had 160 transport business uh, businesses become insolvent since the start of the financial year. Um, this industry ranks amongst the top 10 industries for insolvency, and that doesn't include those that have just decided to shut their doors because they know um, that it's not viable. So, yes, more needs to be done. And, and we say what needs to be done is, um, is along the lines of uh, what's been announced, and that is to quickly empower the Fair Work Commission to be able to make standards right down these vertical supply chains to make sure that the owners of the freight are paying their fair share. Because, you see, what's happened across the last 25 years is that the relatively good margins that were being made by transport operators back in the 70s, 80s and early 90s have now been completely taken um, by those at the top of supply chains who just have almost complete commercial power, the likes of the major retailers, manufacturers and the oil companies. And there has to be a rebalancing of this market because this market is effectively broken. Um, and if we get that right, of course, um, transport operators um, can be more sustainable, transport drivers will be under less pressure and we'll set up the platform for being able to deal with a transition to a new energy economy, um, which is going to be really important to get right, um, that mix uh, in the road transport industry. Michael Kane, Transport Workers Union National Secretary, thank you so much for joining me this evening on Money News. Thanks very much.